Jamie Nye and Drew Remender with you on a Wednesday afternoon here on the Green Zone. Uh, coming up, uh, Drew and I will discuss the Oilers extending their win streak and the potential of a 33rd franchise in the National Hockey League as news coming out that the owners of the Utah Jazz will want to bring NHL hockey uh, to Utah and if Gary Bettman can milk another $700 million out of somebody, you know he's taking that money. So we'll see. Maybe it's up to 33 teams in the next couple of years in the NHL. But right now we're talking football. Football at four with Britton Gray. He's our Green Zone Rider reporter, uh, Britton Gray. Broomball aficionado. Yes. Are you going to national championships? National championships. You got picked up as a free agent for the national championships? Yeah. <sighs> got asked, going to head out to Ontario, play some nationals. Athlete, Britton Gray, here on the Green Zone. Nah, I don't like to brag. <laughs> And I was informed he's already won a national championship. You gotta, you know, be a little more vocal about those types of things, Britain. <laughs> ah, you know, we just... might add it to the intro. <laughs> national broomball champion, Britain Gray. No, we'll, we'll think about it. I, I like the intro where it's at right now. I, I, I had just complained to get a new intro. I don't want to complain about this one too early into its life. How big of an impact were you on that national championship team, I might ask? Uh, no, not a very big one. That was my first year on the team. was just kind of there at the tournament. <laughs> I was there. Hey, you were there. I was there. That's what matters. Yep. So you were, you were like Darian Durant in 2007. You're on the sideline. You were yeah. in a jersey. You just didn't do a heck of a lot. Yeah. Okay. Did you get a ring out of it or rings for broomball? We got, got a nice not? photo. They got rings for everything. It's a nice photo. The term was actually in Balgoni, so no, your hometown championship. Hometown championship. Oh my goodness, this is amazing. Uh, anyways, <laughs> doesn't it kind of suck though if you're going to a national championship and you're just going like up the road? It does, but because we won, we got yeah. the automatic birth like to the next or... year in Montreal. So yeah. I got to go to Montreal okay. because well, there you, okay. so there the payoff are. was there pretty good. I can there only imagine are. the excuses of why you didn't win in Montreal. <laughs> uh, but we'll leave that for another yeah, day. Tiebreaker formulas. Place to, tough place to yeah, tough place to play. That's for sure. <laughs> okay, uh, let's get to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Mason Fine signs. The Rough Riders are down to twenty unsigned players uh, for free agency. So I was thinking, let's go through who's still not signed by the Saskatchewan Rough Riders that the reporter, Britton Gray, believes they should be re-signing for the 2024 season. I believe uh, Philip Blake is kind of a name out there. He was hurt last year, but Mm -hmm. when he's been healthy, he is still one of the better offensive linemen in the league. And his flexibility along the offensive line is really key in the fact that he can play any position needed. So he's kind of a name I'm wondering if they're going to bring back. Sean Bain Jr., a guy who had a really breakout season last year, where does he fit into these plans? Because he hasn't been signed yet. Uh, Sean Bain Jr., uh, I, I would think with Mark Mueller's history with Sean Bain Jr., with the Calgary Stampeders, 
uh, knowing maybe a little bit about the system Mark's going to bring in, it would make sense uh, that he comes back. Though, another guy that we might have a little of experience with, Sean Bain Jr., is the head coach of the uh, Toronto Ar- Argonauts in uh, Ryan Dinwiddie as well, So, and some of the coaching staff there. But I'm I'm interested to see what happens with Sean Bain Jr. in this receiving core. Jamal Morrow is the other name that we're kind of good season last year. What do you do with Jamal Morrow? They brought back Frankie Hickson. And the name that's kind of hovering over CFL for agency is, is AJ Ouellette and what's going on there in Toronto. And I know a lot of uh, Saskatchewan fans, Ryder fans are also viewing that as, Hey, maybe AJ could come over to Saskatchewan in one of maybe more than a few uh, Argos players coming to uh, follow Corey Mace. Take that guy in a heartbeat. Absolutely. He is, I think, a player Ryder Nation would love to. The way he runs the ball through people. He is. Never gives up, falls forward. He he just, he is, he's incredible. Like, we had Matt Mayoko on from uh, um, Bay Area here talking about the the Niners and talking about uh, Debo. And he said, sometimes when guys go to tackle Debo, they have to make a business decision. Do I really want to tackle Debo? And that's why I think a lot of guys in the CFL, when you you see Villette coming at you, it's a business decision because I got, I got a family to feed and, and injuries cost me. So, I like I like him. I love the way he runs. I love the way he's he's just never gives up. And it's this time of year where people love reading into social media posts. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and that this time of year, a Darius uh, Pickett of the uh, Toronto Argonauts uh, was talking about where's the party going to land this year in the CFL, and he added himself, of course. Uh, Jamal Peters, defensive back for the Toronto Argonauts, and A.J. Ouellette. So a lot of people are like, oh, are they on the move? Are they going to follow Corey Mace to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders? Oh, my God, could this be happening? Because the question was three weeks until the tampering window opens. And that was the kind of leadoff where he's going, I'm going to go see how much I can get paid uh, rather than re-signing with the uh, Argos. So. And he's it's also tough business. Uh, he's also been talking about the linebacker salaries that have been signed with the uh, Cam Judge. But anyways, that's a Darius pick of the Toronto <laughs> Argonauts. But I was leading into another Rough Rider free agent because a lot of people, a lot of people reacted when Larry Dean, linebacker, two one hundred back to back one hundred tackle seasons, tweeted out just a shrug emoji. That was it, just a shrug emoji, and everybody was like, "Was that?" Well, we need you back here, Larry. Make sure you come back to Saskatchewan. Like, that's a lot to read into a shrug emoji, but mm-hmm. <laughs> he is right now unsigned uh, by the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, his linebacker, Larry Dean. Larry Dean's interesting because he's been very productive, but, of course, a veteran guy has been around the league for a while. Came back from the injury. I don't think you can say the Achilles injury really uh, wore him down because back-to-back 100-tackle seasons – if if he leaves, it'll be funny because I'll be back to back riders, most outstanding players who leave in the off season. It was Darnell Sankey last year or two years ago. He left. If Larry Dean doesn't come back, just a weird kind of coincidences as this team kind of goes through this period of, uh, I guess, losing football right now. But it's, it's you also have to get paid. We've talked about it all, all the time. There's no loyalty in in the CFL game 
or there shouldn't be because the clubs don't have any loyalty to you. They can cut you anytime they want. The contracts aren't guaranteed as far as in the, in the, say like the NHL where you sign a contract for three years, you're getting paid for those three years. They buy you out, but they still got to buy you out in CFL football. Bye. See ya. Thanks for coming out. So if the, somebody can go else, go elsewhere and get paid, I don't blame them. No, they got to take care of themselves. I don't either. Um, if, if it is a Larry Dean, but we'll see where that one goes. Uh, so defensive lineman, Micah Johnson, Anthony Lanier, the second Pete Robertson, uh, three veteran rough riders, all starters at points last year, along with all remaining potential free agents. How many, if not all, do you bring back for the Rough Riders? Because I'm looking at that depth chart on the D-line. It's a little thin right now. A little thin right now. We'll see who else is out there. I I mean, they have to bring back some of these guys. Imagine Mike, Micah Johnson, Corey Mace, who was his teammate and now coach, just being like, oh, Micah, going in a different direction. Imagine what that would be like. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> but... I think Micah Johnson, I think you bring him back to be that veteran guy. Once again, another guy who can kind of help Corey Mace really get his voice into that locker room. Pete Robertson and Lanier, it's kind of, what do you do? Because they were very highly paid. Uh, Anthony Lanier was the highest paid defensive lineman in the CFL last year, I believe. So the production wasn't quite there. And now it comes down to that kind of back and forth between the player and GM about where the actual number is going to lie which is why I think it might be tough to convince uh, both of them to come back. You're being awfully nice. Uh, Anthony Lanier didn't get, was nowhere near his salary last year. Nowhere near. You got to be, if, to make that much money, you have to be Willie Jefferson, Jackson Jeff Coat type football player. Well, they moved him from his spot. He was a defensive tackle and they moved him to end. I, I don't care. <laughs> you got to produce. Yeah, see. Now, see, that's not you, – you You know the guy goes out there and tries to produce. But as soon as a guy starts trying to prove that he's worth his contract, his game goes downhill. It's not, it's not his fault the writers gave him, in your opinion, too much money. If somebody's going to be dumb enough to offer you more money than you probably are worth, then you should be smart enough to take it. So I, I, I kind of hesitate at those dollars versus performance um, – but when uh, you're a free agent, that's what it is. But, it's dollars in performance. Yeah, yeah, yes, but it's 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 not like he was going out there going, "Well, I got it made now." He just didn't. He just didn't do the job as as much as you thought he was going to, or think that his contract says he should. There's a ton of guys playing in every sport everywhere who you you watch, look at, and you go, "He's getting what?" And they they don't perform to that level of the contract. That's it's, it's, it's not the right way to say it. That's not his fault, but it's it's our fault for viewing his performance through the eyes of the dollars. Well, he, he, if he's staying, he's taking a significant pay cut mm-hmm. uh, to be a Saskatchewan Rough Rider in 2024. Uh, but there are 20 potential free agents uh, remaining for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders with a week and a half left until the negotiating slash tampering window opens up across <laughs> the no Canadian tampering, football. Jamie. Quit calling it that. Stop it. You know, Jamie, we talked about this yesterday, the agents and how they're absolutely 100% following the, the rules and the guidelines. We uh, we, uh, tomorrow on dropping, uh, or on uh, dropping the gloves, <laughs> uh, football at four, 
Uh, Britton is uh, going to uh, preview the AFC-NFC championship. He's going to Calgary this weekend. He's going to see the Chicago Blackhawks. He actually was able to afford tickets uh, to go to the Chicago Blackhawks. And I'm not saying because he doesn't make quality money here at Rocco Radio. What I'm saying is the prices have... How far did they drop? Well, when we were looking for tickets last time, out, you'd be lucky if you found something under like 180, 200 bucks. When Connor Bedard, when Connor Bedard, Bedard was there, we managed to grab uh, some tickets for $45 each <laughs> for this weekend's game against Chicago. A little bit of a drop in demand <laughs> uh, for the uh, Hawks tickets in the Calgary Flames. At first, we had uh, we had that uh, the journalist on from Chicago who covers the Blackhawks. It said when they when they drafted Bedard, would they have a, an, an initial five million dollar increase in ticket sales? Yeah, they even drafted just, him by that point. They they just got the first overall pick, no, and no, all of a sudden no, it no, had they gone draft, off. No, they no had, that was they after the him. lottery when they won the lottery. No, they no, got no, the no, five million. Was, no, 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 they got they got when he, when they drafted him. That's when they got it. Time doesn't matter. They got five million bucks. Five million extra bucks. Whenever it happened, instantly. That'll, that, that'll take you. That'll take you to a, like a good fourth line right winger. <laughs> yeah. After taxes. Uh, so uh, there you go. A heck of a deal for Flames tickets. Unfortunately, at the expense of Connor Bedard's jaw. Um, but you get to uh, see. Um, I don't know who plays in Chicago anymore. Who's on that team? Kevin Korchinski. Uh, yeah, Kuchinski oh, Saskatoon's Kevin Corkett. Played, 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 played really well. That right young man, he that. is a beast of a defenseman. Yeah, no, he, his reach and everything, I'm watching the Blackhawks and I'm going, man, he's young for a defenseman in the NHL, but he holds his own. And you think what he's gone through this year. The death his of his father, died. yep. And and for a young man, how devastating that must be, and how well he's playing, I'm amazed at his uh, his mental toughness. Oh, and have they named a replacement All Star yet? For I don't think they have for Connor Bedard and the Chicago so. Blackhawks. We'll see who that name is uh, in the next few weeks. That is Britton Gray. That's football at four tomorrow. We'll talk NFC AFC Championship before he uh, heads on uh, the. I paid a lot more money to see Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers. I will tell you that. And then $45. Uh, this yeah, is what you happens. Uh, 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. She got the way to move me, Jerry. She got the way to move me. She got the way to move me, Jerry. She got the way to move me. All right. Jamie and I, Drew Remenda, uh, with you on a Wednesday afternoon. I, I didn't know this, Drew, until the uh, New Heights podcast came out today, uh, that uh, Jason Kelsey and Kylie, that was the first time they met Taylor Swift, was in that suite in Buffalo that day. They're busy. And uh, as Jason said on the podcast today, because Kylie was like, no, 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 we're meeting Taylor, just behave yourself. And he's like, no, I'm taking my shirt off and I'm chugging beer and I'm <laughs> going crazy. And as Jason said, remember re- the story of Kylie and Jason, they met on Tinder, the dating app or whatever app, maybe not dating app, uh, but uh, on Tinder. And the first time they met, what, Jason Kelsey said he was drunk and he actually passed out on the bar uh, the night he met his future wife and mother of his children. So he's like, I usually set the bar really low on first impressions and then build exactly. up from that. Exactly. That's but the way to do it. Producer Scott took exception to something I said today. Which was what? I compared the Kelsey brothers 
as the NFL turning into the NFL's Kardashians. Now, I don't mean like to the level of the Kardashians, but a part of me is watching this play out with like the beer chugging and jumping out of the box and all that stuff going. Are they are they all doing like did he do that to go okay, people are going to now listen to the podcast on Wednesday to see what I have to say about this? Like are they just building up the publicity for themselves? For all their things. Now they're dating the celebrities like Kim Kardashian married to Kanye West and the other one was married to basketball players. So no Travis you're, is with Taylor. Like are we are we getting Kardashian by the Kelseys right now or not? So in one in one breath, you and I have more than once on this program complained about how boring athletes are and we don't ever get to see about anything about them and they come up with the cliche thing after cliche thing they're robots blah 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 and then yeah when a guy lives his best the life is jason his best life his truth um when, <laughs> when, sorry i couldn't stop when uh, jason kelsey goes out and does what he does yeah we complain that he's kardashian ass Complains a strong word. Uh, um, it was an observation. Theor theor theorizing that he's their Kardashian us. I just hope not. But watching him at the Super Bowl <laughs> parade a few years ago, I'm like, nah, that's probably Jason, eh? Uh, jumping out of the suite, chugging beers. And the way they lived through college, somehow, uh, was pretty much the Kelsey brothers. Dude, Mrs. Kelsey's amazing. Donna Kelsey. Yeah. Uh, Donna Kelsey's uh, becoming more and more She's of a, a living legend. Um, She's a saint. And some of the stories they tell of their dad are hilarious. Who? <laughs> Who's the one who gave the kid the spork story is one of my favorite Kelsey stories of all time. <laughs> um, so... Uh, I just an observation that you and Scott both vehemently disagree with me. Okay, I'll just yeah, yeah. We're gonna uh, go. With, okay. we're gonna go. With, we love it. I won't bring it up on the air then because I don't want to look like an idiot. <laughs> Get in the fast lane, Grandma. The bingo game is ready to roll. It's time to drop the gloves. Let him into the box. Whoa! Watch the boxes, Ty. Watch the boxes. But hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Okay, Drew, out of the all the the all time um ridiculousness that happens on social media, this one this one yeah. I, I took exception to a little bit okay. today. Because the World right. Junior investigation news came out and then right. news came out that Utah was looking to buy uh, get an NHL team. And some people are saying the NHL purposely got this information out today to deflect from the World Junior investigation. And I went if the NHL actually thought that was going to work, they are the dumbest group of human beings on the planet. Like Utah getting a hockey team was going to completely distract us all. What? Oh, who cares about sexual assault from a couple of big name NHL players? Allegedly. Uh, let's go over here and look at the Utah thing. Uh, no, no. That well, it's, th this is also the whole thing of these people who are running the National Hockey League in this instant or the NFL or any other league are these diabolical, um, <laughs> insincere, 
evil people that all they care about is the dollars for their organization, that they don't have families, they don't have daughters, they don't have sons, they don't see right and wrong, they only see the dollar signs that affects their league. As much as I complain about some of the people that uh, I've come across in the National Hockey League and the interactions I've had with them, most of them justified on their point of view, <laughs> um, these are good people. These are just like you and me. They just have different jobs than you and me. They are Gary Bettman, and I, you can say whatever you want, Canada. He's a good man. Mr. Daly, Bill Daly is a good man. People who work in that, in that office and work around the NHL are good people. And by the way, this is not an NHL thing. This happened under Hockey Canada's watch. Isn't it now an becoming NH an NHL thing, though? No, because you the guys because guys get drafted. The debate now will go and we go to the 2018 World Junior controversy. Five players uh, being told by London police, "You better show up," and it looks like it will happen that way. Um, but the question will be with the allegations that will be coming, and likely against maybe some bigger name players than others. What will happen to them? And then how will the NHL well, handle them? Because this will yeah. become an NHL problem because they are well, currently in the league while likely facing sexual assault allegations. Yes, that is that is the question. I posed that earlier. That is the question. What will happen? What will the clubs do? And what will the league do? And maybe one will, what will the, what will the league do first before the, the clubs have any choice? And I, I have a very strong feeling that the league will take it right out of the club's hands. And it will be, it will be a situation where, well, depending on f the result of this, they're not playing anymore. When you look at everything that's going so on, so they're you, out until proven guilty I, or I'm, not guilty. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. Well, they're already guilty. Uh, we that's the way we work in this in this well, society. They're, they're not, but they're not. But you know what I mean. Like they're they're. They are looked upon as being guilty right now by most of society, like everybody who goes to court these days on anything. It's no longer innocent until proven guilty. It's guilty until you prove me otherwise. And it's reverse of what it used to be. Although, um, you know, nobody's shedding any tears. That's just the way it, it's just the way things are. The overall situation for the NHL is I do believe they will take the club's options or ability to do anything completely out of their hands. But because Danny Briere even said that today, the general manager of the yeah. Philadelphia Flyers and credit him. He was so far, I believe he's the only yeah, general manager to come this out is... and actually address this because yesterday his player, Carter Hart uh, requested personal leave from the team indefinitely. And he, and then this came out that five players from that 2018 team, Carter Hart was on that team and he came out and said, he read the statement saying, we have been directed by the National, and he said, I'm sorry, but this is, we have been directed by the National Hockey League that all questions will go to the NHL. So they've already mm -hmm. taken out of the team's hands. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I do like the Philadelphia Flyers for, for addressing it. This is the way they, the way they do things. Since Keith Jones and Danny Bray have taken over, have been really good on, on so many aspects. But overall, this again, isn't an NHL. This didn't happen while these guys were playing for an NHL team. These, this happened while these guys were uh, in junior um, and were uh, members of Hockey Canada's junior team.
except for the aforementioned Carter Hart. Yeah. If Carter, he is, he was, already, if he is he, was dra- he was drafted. He was drafted at, by that time. He wasn't. He I, wasn't he, playing. For he was. I think he was loaned to that team. By the way, um, in 2018. Yeah, on the roster it says Philadelphia NHL for his current club. So everybody else play was game? WHL. Um, but yeah, of course, the Carter Hart. Maybe it's a coincidence. He's on leave and he's not going to be accused of anything. But that is also a potential reality in what we know as of this moment. Uh, but the London police say February um, fifth, uh, Monday, they will hold a news conference. But we'll see where the NHL goes on this one. Uh, but true, the other story that was I hope not an attempt to distract. But really, thirty third NHL team to Utah. Yeah, we really Utah wants a team. Can't we just move Arizona to Utah? Yeah, that's that. You know that ship has sailed. You know that that Mr. Bettman wants to keep that team in Arizona. Why? I don't know. We don't quite understand it, but he is locked in with that. He believes that is going to be, or he tells us he believes that it's going to be a, a market once you get the brink built in the right spot. Utah, Salt Lake in particular, great sports town, good college sports town, um, has um the, the Utah Jazz. The, the Jazz and they have soccer and they've had a hockey team for a long period of time in the Ameri- the um, International Hockey League. Kevin Chetaldeo. So guy was there. Coached against him. And it's a uh, it's uh, got deep pockets in the ownership, the Jazz ownership. They're looking to be a team the, a, a group that wants to bring in another team. It will do well. And I believe major, I think they're looking at Major League Baseball. Major League too. Baseball as well. Yeah. Now they, so Nashville, by the way, is looking at Major League Baseball. Dave Stewart, former pitcher, trying to get a well, group together. Well, the stare. Ooh. Yeah. Dave Stewart. Anyway, sorry. But anyway, um, you know, you said it earlier, uh, $700 million, and that's part of Gary's mandate, bring revenues up. That's It might be $800 million by the, get by the time, time that rolls around. around. So... Yeah, it's it's something that they would look. They don't. They don't want to move. Baffled the, though that the NHL keeps like they're at thirty two. The NFL's at thirty two, and there's it doesn't look like the NFL's looking to go to thirty four or thirty six right now. But the NHL is. In, yeah, do they have a team in Salt Lake? NFL, no, right? So they either, the the Jazz want it because they want another tenant in their building. Mm-hmm. Same reason Houston Mr. and Mr. Fertitta want another tenant in their building. It helps revenues. For the NHL, it helps their owners' revenues on this particular one, but it will also build players' revenues up as well. It is it is in in this aspe- aspect, the reason they don't move Arizona is because there's no money in it. Really. Not, com- not compared to a $700, $700 million check rolling around. But you're splitting up 32 ways. Well, they play at Mullet Arena to 5,000 people. No, no. 40, I think it's 46, to tell you the truth. I don't think it's 5,000. Although they're drawing more lo- people at SaskTel Center than they do broadcast for an Arizona Coyotes game. But the broadcast location. Oh, but maybe, maybe. So good. Sorry, but maybe, maybe the NHL will expand so much that Saskatchewan will actually get a chance to join the party, oh, but at that time, we'll need someone please. with $1 billion to throw at Gary Bettman to bring an NHL team. Still if Salt it. Lake and Arizona can 
have an NHL no, come team. come on. Salt Lake, certainly, they're, they're, both, they're certainly. both big cities. Like, Salt Lake's a big city. Well, Saskatchewan so is, is a big so, city. Yeah, but are you driving? Like, I, I will drive from, from say... We um, travel everywhere. We yeah, drive for yeah, four hours. Not in, not in January when it's minus 30 and, say, the Columbus Blue Jackets are playing the Saskatoon whatevers. I mean, you're Cole Sillinger. I'll go see Cole Sillinger. You're, not, you're not making that. You're not making that drive. Mike's boy. Absolutely. I'm making that drive. Liar. Minus forty wind blowing snow across the the highway. You ain't going anywhere. Coming up next, our game of the night on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Jamie Nye, Drew Romendo with you here on the Green Zone. Our game of the night uh, here tonight. Uh, we are going with. The Winnipeg Jets in Joanna against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Elias Samsonov getting another start uh, for Toronto after returning. Uh, said it was a heart-to-heart with his uh, father that uh, helped him uh, turn some things around for Elias Samsonov. Get his head straight. That helps. Yep, yeah, it helps. And one thing about goaltenders is they don't have a lot of people to talk to. Yeah, you can talk to your goaltender coach, but... And, and and that relationship's special, but sometimes you need somebody to tell you everything that you need to know without trying to couch it, without trying to have a favoritism, except making knowing that he's got your best interest at heart. Uh, so the Winnipeg Jets, of course, uh, they are still leading the Central Division over the Colorado Avalanche, who are also in action tonight. The Leafs slipped down a spot, but they're a point back at Tampa for third place in the Atlantic Division. Jets, Leafs, our game of the night. 